Hello, corn dogs. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Well, Anchor by Spotify is your solution. Anchor allows you to make a podcast in the easiest way possible. Let me explain. Anchor has tools to let you record and edit your podcast from your phone or computer. It also distributes all your podcasts for you, and you can listen on Spotify, Apple, wherever, and Anchor does all that for you. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, enjoy the show. There's a hundred or more episodes of this kid's show. It's somebody's job to recap it. But the obvious problem for our group of co-hosts is going on too many tangents. Like maybe watching TikToks and Cordon Gabby Yummy or finding all our superpowers. Mentioning the times that Candace could test lit or playing a game for an hour. Giving nosy points, going to Twitter jail or laying some kind of egg. Reading and studying, running like Naruto, or that's a fake when a pig. As you can see, there's a whole lot of stuff to say before this show is done. So stick with us, cause what you're doing, pod, is gonna have some fun. So stick with us, cause what you're doing, pod, is gonna have some fun. Mom! Felipe, Will, and Navi are making a podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of what you doing? Your favorite Phineas and Fair Brewwatch podcast. And let me introduce myself. I am someone who forgot my own joke to start off this podcast. You're uh, Sassy so Miss K. I'm Sexy Miss K, huh? Sassy Miss K. Sassy Miss K. Oh, I, uh, I am always sexy and sassy. Let's just be straight up with the listeners. Um, but I am... A big fan of the baby alien, so just preface the whole podcast with that. Uh, I'm not alone. I'm joined by someone who loves to rock. It's Davis, comma, Will. Yo, I, you know, I I very much related to Baljeet because I also do a lot of math and the feelings just come and go. Yes, as, as they do, as they do. And of course, Will, we are never just the two of us. Never. I don't believe so. Have we ever not done once, just not the never. two of us? Not, not yeah, once, just, not never. We're always with the lovely Navi, who is just always dressed fabulously like Harry the Platypus. Navi, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm very fabulous right now, lounging in my sweats and a Jets shirt right now. So, uh, yeah, Jets. I'm very fabulous. Are you is this the hockey Jets? The Winnipeg yes, the Jets? Jets? Okay, I was yes. going to be like, gotta, Navi, gotta, I didn't know. i going to clear it up for, for the people who thought we were talking about <laughs> football. Yeah. I mean, have I once talked about the New York Jets at all? No. I don't know. We listened to a lot of Robin Akiva. Like a bajillion times on this podcast, so chances are it's the Winnipeg Jets. But yes. That would be hilarious. You were just like, no, I've never heard of the Winnipeg Jets. I'm just like a giant <laughs> Jets fan, like football Jets. Um, I mean, we do listen to a lot of Robin Akiva, so you never know. Now we could have just like bandwagoned and been like, I'm a Jets fan. Yeah, true. It's not like there's any Canadian NFL team, so I could just pick and choose. Yeah. Indeed. But we're not here to talk about the Winnipeg Jets, nor the New York Jets. We are here to talk about... No Jets of... allowed. No more Jet talk. The rest yeah, of the podcast. The plane, the plane. We can't talk about Jets. We're not uh, talking the Jets. We're talking the Jeets. The Jeets, the Balgeetles, and the Necessary Roughness. Phineas, Phineas called him Jeet at some point in the he episode. Did. 
which I thought was a little weird, but maybe it's a cool nickname. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's a common nickname. Like sometimes, like if you're around family, you know, mm-hmm. they'll just instead of going Balji, they'll just say, you know, G, what's up? Yeah, well, Phineas and Daljeet are kind of like family at this point because whenever Daljeet's in trouble, Phineas and Ferb have to go over there. I believe they say for a mild man or kid, he often gets a lot of crazy things happening to him. He said, like, we're we're always over here for the, the strangest reasons or something like that. Yeah, but that's what we're talking about. So did you all remember these episodes? Let's start off with the weekly question. I think I remembered the second episode more than the first. See, I remembered the first one more than the second. If I have ever seen the second one, I have no memory of it. I I just remembered like the the Ferb and Vanessa. I think I just remembered their whole subplot during the song whenever they're trying to get the pizzazium and Perry's trying to get the pizzazium and that I think that whole sequence I remember, but the episode as a whole not as much. Yeah, Navi, how about you? Well, I definitely remembered Baljeet in the guy liner. That, <laughs> for some reason, was a very big <laughs> sticking point in my memory. And I did remember, like, the chase scene in the second part of the uh, episode here as well. So I have vague memories, but I, I couldn't, like, tell you, like, the beep-for-beep beep plot prior to watching these two episodes. Do you think the Baljeetals are going to get to play it when we were young, Fest? <laughs> Tweet it out. I'm going to go to the podcast account. <laughs> The Bettys and the Balshitos. I think I think the the guy liner of the Bettys really fits the vibe yeah. of, or the the Balgitos really really fits the vibe of. Uh, I'm gonna tweet it out from our podcast account. So, uh, yeah, Will, do you want to take us through the episode? Yeah. So uh, the first thing we we open and and Phineas and Ferb and Candace are all in their house, or I guess Phineas and Ferb are in the backyard, and they just hear this loud shrieking noise and they have no idea what it is uh and and phineas and ferb go to investigate meanwhile candace is yelling out the window because she thinks it's her brothers that are making this incessant noise and and she's like i'm gonna bust you and then realizes it's the empty backyard and stacy's like stop trying to bust your backyard yeah that was a great line stacy was on fire these two episodes yeah uh, so Candace's big thing in this episode, before before we get to what Phineas and Ferb are doing, Candace's big thing in this episode is that she and Jeremy are now, I think, officially boyfriend-girlfriend, um, but she's kind of upset that Jeremy hasn't given her a, a cute nickname yet. Uh, that she He just calls her Candace and not, like, Baby or Honey or Peg Leg Pete. <laughs> or or anything of that nature. If if I ever have a partner and I am desperate for a nickname, I'd be like, call me Pegleg. Well, yeah, can I just No, no, William, Candace... don't make it weird. I revoke that statement. <laughs> you you asked for it. <laughs> William made it weird. You can you can cut it out if you want. No, I'm keeping You're the one it. Who said it. Don't cut it out. The people need to know. The people need to know. That William has a dirty, dirty mind. I mean, is that a surprise at this point? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, can so I just it, say this episode, Candace was super obnoxious this entire time. I was yeah. so annoyed with her. So was Jeremy, show. though, because they were both annoying me. 
Jeremy well, I was mean, like, Jeremy's riddles. not a mind reader. If you want a nickname, just straight up tell him, hey, I would like a cute nickname. And then he could have given the explanation that he gave at the end of the episode to Candace or whatever. We'll get there. No, we get I there. agree with that. But Jeremy was also like talking in riddles the whole episode. I well, I mean, the, the the whole episode, it really it really points out the difference in like Candace's Candace's style of like freaking out over everything and not directly communicating about anything, but trying to send the subtlest of hints when Stacy is just like, I'm going to be direct about everything and it's going to work out <laughs> because yeah. she's confident. Confident. What's like wrong? Demi Lovato. Um, well, I have to pause and step down on mm-hmm. this subject matter. Uh, are you in the dark? Uh, yeah, I haven't turned my lights on. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I've got a lamp on across the room and like my little hallway light leading to my bathroom. Uh, but my the main lights in my room are not on. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to be like, this is it already evening or is it nighttime? No. And I'm like, no, it's 1 p.m. So unless daylight savings is real crazy. No, it it is one thirty p.m. and I'm still in the dark because I woke up at eleven o'clock. Oh, uh, love that uh, for you. You know. Yeah, I was up how by it goes. Like six this morning. <laughs> Navi, why do you why. disrespect yourself like that? It is a Sunday. I'm used to waking up early. If anything, that was like sleeping in for me because usually I'm up by like five. Stuff being moved, my wow. friend Navi. I also so, went to bed at like nine. <laughs> okay. Uh. So Phineas and Ferb, they have made it to Belgie's house and they realize that he's the one making the noise and he's sort of playing his guitar and he's got it plugged in to an amplifier. And they found out that he signed up for a, a summer class called Summer Rocks, which he thought was a geology class, like Summer <laughs> yeah. Rocks. Uh, but it turned out to be a, a rock and roll camp and he's really scared that he's going to fail the class. So he's been uh, making this sound that he calls the fail whale. Um, that uh, is, is uh, his response to thinking he's going to get an F. Um, I I can't describe how annoying this sound is. Maybe Felipe will have to like put in a clip of, of no, I don't this wanna, sound. I, wanna, I don't want to harass the ears of the listeners. But it's yeah. just like obnoxious. It's like not even a cute whale sound. It's like like a, a, a ocean whale. Like yeah, it, it's it's whale w a i l, as if he is whaling, like uh, Bob Marley's backup band. Um, but uh, uh, it's it's funny because uh, Phineas is like, oh, I like the the sound you're making with your guitar. There is like, oh, n- that wasn't my guitar. That was me screeching. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And how that's, hard that's... was that for like the vocal cords of whoever was recording that for the actor? It had to be pretty bad. Yeah, poor uh poor voice actor for Belgian. I feel like he had it rough this episode. What's his name again? Malik uh-huh. Pincholi? Yes. Uh he uh he finally got to sing. That was that was cool. Yeah, that that definitely was. Yeah, um, has Isabella gotten to sing? I don't know. Maybe she's had like backup tracks or whatever, but backup vocals. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, but uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. 
Uh, so so his Belgique's whole thing is he doesn't want to fail his his rock and roll class. So Phineas and Ferb are going to teach him how to rock. Um, and they're they're trying to explain to him that you know rock and roll it's not all about studying and it's about like expressing your feelings. This felt very school of rock. And, and he's like he's like so so what do you do whenever you're you're sad? And Belgique's like I I do math. And he's like what do you do when you're angry? I do math. What do you do when when you're happy? I do math. And he's like, so every every feeling makes you want to do math? And he's like, no, it just turns out I, I do a lot of math and the feelings come and go. <laughs> and that's you, Will. That is me. Yeah, I mean, going to school for math, that's... that's uh, Has math ever made you cry? Goes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unquestionably. I did. So, uh, uh, little little sidetrack. Math made me very happy this week. Uh, so my my big uh, <gasps> test that I took like three weeks ago that mm-hmm. determined whether or not I get to continue in grad school. I finally got my scores back for that, uh, and I did pass uh, pretty well. Yay! The the passing score was a forty six, and I got a sixty one. Was it on a curve? Uh, well, I mean, they like so it's out of eighty points, and we all take the test. And then after they see the scores, they decide what the cutoff score is. Ooh, okay. So is like in the, in the last like four or five times they've given it the score, the cutoff score is always between 40 and 45. This time it was 46, uh, but I got a 61. So it didn't matter. So I wish you had gotten a little higher. You know, I'm fine with it. I'm, yeah. I'm fine with it. I wish I had gotten a 69. 69 out of 80 would have been impressive. Yeah. Uh, and in a subject that I don't, I am, I am not as good in as other things. I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't know the last time math made me want to rock. Um, but I guess that's what we're trying to do is, is get math to make want, make Belgique want to rock. Yeah. 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 I mean, elephant in the room. Where's Naomi Calhoun to talk about Mike White? Because this was very School of Rock. Like, all mm-hmm. these, like, lines were like, oh, Jack Black said that. Oh, mm-hmm. he said something similar to that. And then well, I was like, wrong. is that William going to come in right. here and, like, do the, the happy feet dance that he does? The... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're tacky and I hate you. That's my you favorite that... line in, in any childhood movie is you're tacky I, and I hate you. I'm a big Brian Faltuto guy. Uh, apparently he's a big Sir Ira. Uh, before we get into the the actual concert, I think I think we've got to kind of wrap up all the other storylines and then and then get to the concert because that's that's when they kind of they yeah. kind of tie in together. Uh, so Candace and Stacy, uh, like I said before, Candace is is really upset that Jeremy's not giving her a nickname, and Stacy's just like telling her like, if you want a nickname, ask for a nickname. And then they get to the park where the the Summer Rocks Festival is happening. Um, and uh, so, so Jeremy's friend Coltrane, who is in his band, we've seen Coltrane before, but I don't think we've heard Coltrane talk before. Mm-hmm. Um, this this was Who's a the weird... voice actor. It's, it's Corbin Blue. That's what I thought. Uh, I was like, it's it's weird because I I I don't think we've heard him talk before. But I saw a picture of Coltrane, and before he even said a word, I was like, "Is he voiced by Corbin Blue?" And then he started talking. I was like, "Okay, that's definitely Corbin Blue." Corbin Blue, star of season three of High School Musical, the musical series. Oh, really? 
him and Jason Earls. And then someone was like, do you think Jason Earls is going to try to masquerade as a 16 year old? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, well, hold on. Let's stop down for a second. So in the high school musical, the musical, the series universe, the high school musical movie exists. Yes. Corbin Blue can't play anybody but Corbin Blue, the actor who was in the movie, right? We don't know. He might be another. Like character. there's there's not a chance in hell that that movie exists. <laughs> the actor Corbin Blue exists within this universe. If Corbin Blue is going to play somebody, he, he either he has to be playing himself or uh-huh. he somebody has to mention how much he looks like Corbin Blue from the movie. There yeah. is, like they can't just like let it be. He, how can he play anyone but him if he exists in the universe? Maybe I'm maybe I'm preemptively complaining. L- let me wait till this comes out and then. Are I Are you gonna watch? Uh, maybe. Yeah. I I need to catch up on it. To be quite age. No, I get that. Where's the Phineas and Ferb notes? Because I need to write something down. Oh, here we go. Okay, keep going. Uh, okay. So Coltrane. Voiced by Corbin Blue. He is Jeremy's friend. He is also like one of the teachers of the Summer Rocks camp, who is like Baljeet's teacher. Um, and also Stacy thinks he's kind of cute. Um, so Candace is like, Oh, Stacy, you like Coltrane. Let's and she she freaks out for Can- for Stacy and is like, Oh, you gotta you gotta pretend to be a talent agent, or you gotta uh put on a fake mustache. Uh, which was very funny because then we cut to Jeremy and Jeremy's like, what does it mean if a girl leaves a fake mustache at your house? Uh, <laughs> but uh, Stacy's like, I'm not going to have any of this business. I'm just going to go up and talk to him, uh, tell him I like his hair. He's going to say he likes her bow. And, you know, they, they really get along great, Stacy and Coltrane. We love it. Yeah, they're cute. I ship it. Is that her husband from uh, Uruguay? Um, I don't know. Did they get married and move to Uruguay together? That would be cute. I'm here for it. I'm going to say probably not, Ugh. but that would be uh, 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 a good headcanon. We love it. Uh, let's see. So, so what else? Um, that's kind of it for them before the concert. They're, I mean, right before they go on at the concert, uh, Coltrane's gonna give uh, Baljeet a little like pep talk because Baljeet's got like stage fright and he doesn't want to fail. Um, and Coltrane tells him like, you know, this this is just a, like a summer music camp. You don't get a grade. Uh, it's like you you can't fail this class. Uh, and and that's when Baljeet's like very offended. He's he's like, no, I want I want a grade. I don't just want to not fail. I want to get an A in everything that I do. Uh, so that's what what sparks them to call sing the the uh, give me a grade song. Yeah, he was heated. He was like, this is stupid. And I, I hate to tell Baljeet, but like as he gets older and older, grades like start stop mattering more and more. Like I, like once you graduate college. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get A's to F's on your day. Yeah, routine. but you still get an employee invali- evaluation. No, for sure. Mm, yes. yeah. <laughs> so he's gonna he's yeah. gonna say that. Okay, that's fair. Uh, but I was gonna be like, Baljeet, you don't get an A for like making yourself dinner. 
Maybe. I, I mean, I feel like everyone has that moment where, like, at some point for every uh, kid in the gifted program, they realize that grades don't matter as much as they thought. And, uh, you know, he will he will have that moment at some point. Yep. But it's it's not at this summer music camp, apparently. No, no. Uh, the, the other thing is, is uh, whenever Candace is talking to Stacy about wanting a nickname, Stacy's like, maybe Jeremy just doesn't give people nicknames. And then we see Jeremy giving a bunch of people nicknames. So he <laughs> yeah, calls someone T-Bone and Clamo and Sassy Miss K and Momo and Binky. And then he calls awesome. Stacy, okay. he, he calls Stacy Stacerou. That would have been funny if it were, if it were the, the flying lemur Momo. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, think they had the I don't know if he fits in this universe. Yeah, I don't think they have the rights. <laughs> what if What if Momo were were in Alka, like one of the Ooh. one of the secret agents, Agent M? What about Agent A also? Because Appa Appa can be yeah. an agent as well. Imagine Appa with the little little fedora yeah. hat, but like a real tiny one, like not one that fits his whole head. The same size mm-hmm. as Perry the Platypus's hat, but on top of Appa. Can we get a Photoshopper to do that for us when we have Photoshopa? Yeah, get to the Photoshopper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, a third plot we need to we need to tie in is the major monogram Doofenshmirtz plot. Uh, so the first time the boys know that Perry's missing, they think that the fail whale has scared him off. Uh, he goes he goes into the uh, uh, the the lair, and there's a, a guy who takes a ticket from him. Perry gives him a ticket. And he sits down at his desk, and this is where Major Monogram is doing some kind of like really deep indie movie stuff. Yeah, because Carl, and because because Carl has been taking some film classes, and it's it's like he's in black and white, and he's got a tear rolling down his cheek, and he's like, "Evil awaits." He did. He did do that. Uh, it's it's very introspective. This this movie he's doing, uh, but he he goes to find. Um, Doofenshmirtz, and he's like hiding in a teddy bear. Uh, Doofenshmirtz has been buying a bunch of baby supplies. Uh, and and first, Perry gets put into a diaper by this uh, nannyinator. This is the uh, third podcast I've talked about diapers this weekend because I talked about Rugrats in Paris mm. and Quince, and now Perry the platypus was in a diaper. So any 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 big uh, diaper stories you can share? Um, or any diaper knowledge from from the movies I watched? Uh, no, not really. I don't think okay. so. Um, Phil and Lil put weird things in their diapers. I'm not surprised. Yeah, there's some weirdos. Those kids, freaky deaky. Uh, so the nannyinator they put Perry in a diaper and throw him into a large playpen. And and Doofenshmirtz comes over for for evil story time. With a pop up um, book, and he's he's got it in a pop up book. And this this plan is kind of convoluted to me. Uh, so he says that that when babies are first born, their biggest companion is their mother's heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So he makes the I think he calls it the bumbuminator that is, is supposed to mimic uh, like it, it's supposed to take his heartbeat and broadcast it to the whole tri-state area. And I think that's supposed to have the 
all of the babies in the tri-state area attracted to him so he can make an army of babies yeah <laughs> i think i think that's the it's this is his most convoluted one it's hilarious but it's funny like, it's yeah. it's very funny just have babies uh to quote angelica pickles but the, the the thing I love about this, why I love this episode so much, is... A baby's got a doof what a baby's got a doof. <laughs> there you go. Got it in one. That's the hashtag. A baby's got a doof what a baby's got a doof. Uh, so I I love how everything kind of integrates right here. So this this Bumpominator is, like, attracted to... Or it, it mimics Doofenshmirtz's heartbeat. Uh and whenever it's being broadcast around the city, Buford playing the drums in the Balgeetles, they think that he is laying down this beat at the beginning that is that is just Doofenshmirtz's heartbeat. Um, and that's the tempo of the song is is Doofenshmirtz's heartbeat, uh, and they they play a, a verse and a chorus or something. But then uh, Perry the Platypus he escapes from his he escapes from his little crib. And starts chasing Doofenshmirtz around the room. And and Doofenshmirtz, his heart rate gets faster and faster as he's running around more. And as his heart rate gets faster and faster, the song gets faster and faster. It's very well integrated together, these two scenes. I, I really like that about this, this episode. Yeah. Give me a grade. How, what how do we think about grade? the song, Give Me a Grade? I was going to ask, what grade would you give it? I I think it was it's good and also very funny because yeah, it's, I thought it's this like was really clever. It's like this this like you know angsty hard rock beat, but it's instead of your your classic punk song that would be like anti-establishment. This is like anti anti-establishment. Right? I think even at one point he says something like up up with the establishment, uh, and he's like complaining that he can't get a grade. He's like, can I get a syllabus? Judge me on a scale from A to F. Uh, this sounds very I think funny. What I've realized is that lyrically, Phineas and Ferb is like so good, and then like it's mm -hmm. just a matter of like if I jam to the beat or not. Mm -hmm. Um, because like between this song and the next song, I feel like the lyrics were on fire. Mm -hmm. Navi, did this make you want to rock? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm not really big into rock music per se, but I really liked it. This was a really fun song. I, I so I'm looking at the the trivia section about this song on the Phineas and Ferb wiki, and it says this is the first time that Baljeet says, "Oh yeah, gonna and ain't." <laughs> <laughs> Why is that important? Listen, this they're is... dedicated fans over there. This is apparently the fifth song that Baljeet has sung. Well, he's singing the racist one. Oh, you're right. You're right. Uh, he sang in the car wash, apparently. Some oh, of the he times... also sang in the plane one, maybe? Mm, yeah. Sometimes, though, like, I think it can show uh, Baljeet singing, but it's not necessarily his voice actor singing. Yeah, you know, is this his like, voice actor or was it someone else? Oh, this this definitely was his voice actor singing in this song, but like in uh, like especially whenever Ferb sings, there's a lot of stuff whenever Ferb is singing, but it's like Danny Jacobs' voice and definitely yeah. not Thomas Sangster. Yeah, 
Uh, and I think th- that could have happened with, with earlier Baljeet songs, but this one was definitely uh, Malik Pancholi. Yeah. So they rock. Yeah, I, I like the song a lot. They rock, they rock on. Uh, so I, I liked the, at the end of this song. <laughs> uh, uh, Baljeet goes to do like a guitar smash, but instead of smashing it, he just like sets the guitar back in its case. Yeah. I well, do you play I, guitar? I can't play guitar, no. Um, Sam owned a bass at one point, uh, and I don't know if he ever learned how to play the bass. Uh, but no, I, I can play the trombone and most brass instruments, and uh, I know some piano. That's kind of it. Navi, can you play the guitar? No, I unfortunately cannot. The only instrument I know how to play is the clarinet, and also mm. by extension, the bass clarinet. <laughs> I, I learned guitar for like a long weekend, and I could play a few things, but then that was like almost 10 years ago at this point. So, wait, no, that was like seven, eight years ago. My bad. Um, I used to play Guitar Hero, but I also wasn't very good at it. Were you better or worse than Major Monogram? I know we talked about this last week. Probably better. Yeah. Um, sir, was he the one on the us. drums, though? Or was he the one on the guitar? I don't remember. I don't remember, but sir, they're booing us. Yeah, I'm well aware they're booing. I can, I can, I can hear. That's what he said. Yes. Um, uh, so this is kind of... The episode all kind of wraps up from here. Um, Perry has defeated Doofenshmirtz. Um Candace finally hears from Jeremy or so. So yeah, Candace there, she's dancing with Jeremy and she trips on him and she's like, Oh, just call me. Can't dance Flynn. And he's like, that's, that's a good nickname. I'll call you that. And she's like, no, I wasn't supposed to give myself a nickname. You were supposed to give me a nickname. And he's like, I call you Candace because I like the name Candace. I like it because it's your name. And I, I don't know if this is supposed to be sweet or not. Maybe it is. I didn't feel it. Yeah. But it was good. I, I like this episode. Uh, I was, the, Maybe the funniest line is this one that comes here at the end whenever uh, they're done with the concert and Phineas is like, oh, well, Baljeet, if it means anything, I give you an A plus in rock. And Baljeet's like, no, that means almost nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. That's the that's the end of the episode like line, right? That's the tagline. Yeah. Yeah. What did we think of Belgique and Buford and Phineas and Ferb's outfits? I think they're they're uh perfectly angsty. Yeah. Who do you think was the biggest emo kid? It's definitely Ferb, right? Mm, <laughs> or Buford. See. I don't think Phineas has emo vibes. I think Vincent Martella has emo vibes. Yeah. I mean, in this picture, Baljeet's really got the emo vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, should we go to a musical break? Yeah. Let's do it. Just me on a 
back i hope everyone loves rocking out to that jam uh next up we're going to talk about the necessary roughness and first things first the baby alien is back and i was so excited but yeah uh just to set up that plot uh heinz doofenshmirtz are riding on a scooter with uh vanessa and she's explaining that she's old enough now she wants a car and she doesn't want to ride on the back of a scooter everywhere she needs to go and this motorcycle biker dude is like do you want to ride, baby girl, basically, on a real bike? And Doofenshmirtz fires the Awayinator that he put on his helmet. And uh, the biker guy has vanished to another dimension where he's crushed by the baby alien with the mallet. A, a real pervert, this man. Yes. We were talking about Mr. Schuster from Glee in during the musical break. Speaking of Mr. Shoe and, and people inappropriately treating 16-year-olds, mm-hmm. this guy. He deserved still, getting smashed with the hammer. Yeah, I still can't believe Mr. Shoe twerked. Had a whole lesson on twerking. What season of Glee was this? Five. Okay, after I stopped watching. Yep. Uh, it's one of those things. You can tell me anything happened on Glee. Oh, there's an surprised. episode where they like hallucinate around puppets and stuff like that. It is weird. Glee goes off the rails, and Santana is the only reason worth watching. Yeah. Rest in peace, Nana Rivera. Rest in peace. Um, anyways, uh, Doofenshmirtz then says that driving is fun again since he has the innator. Um, mm-hmm. And then Linda, Phineas Ferb, Candace, Stacy, and Perry are driving to the super duper mega superstore, which is basically like a giant Ikea, is what I gathered. Mm-hmm. Like a giant department store. Yeah, it, it was, I, I don't know if Ikea is what I would compare it to so much as like Costco or a Sam's Club or something like that. But it's it's huge. It's 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 like industrial size. They've got everything store. I've also never been to an IKEA, so that's that's the only reason why I don't know to compare You've this. Never to been IKEA. to IKEA. No. I need to ask my friend Naomi, other Naomi, uh, to give you her whole spiel on IKEA and like, yeah, like that. How it's I... amazed that they they mean to trap you in the store. No, that she's obsessed with IKEA. That she loves it. That you can have your whole cute little meal with the meatballs oh. and then you go and shop around and she loves ikea mm. i will text cool. her this clip of the podcast and then she will like slide into your dms on instagram or something yeah, yeah. uh navi do they have ikeas in canada yeah we do have ikeas in canada but is it as popular as the brick uh i think it's about as popular considering it's a lot cheaper to get stuff there than it is at mm-hmm. the brick yeah. Do you think uh, BB Canton is going to be sponsored by the Brick again, or do you think it's going to be? I hope so, just so that we can get that one random dude to like host a competition or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so at the superstore, uh, Phineas tells Ferb that it's the largest supplier of everything in the tri-state area. But Ferb isn't listening because uh, Doofenshmirtz and Vanessa pull up and Ferb is uh, very horny and smitten. Close his mouth. You can say that. He's a he, kid. He needs to close his nah. He needs to close his mouth. He was drooling. He's got a crush. The kid's yeah. got a crush. That's fine. But uh, close your mouth. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, Ferb smitten, as Will says. Uh, and then Linda tells everyone that she's going to be getting 80 pounds of potatoes and mayonnaise to make salads for her bridge club. And they're like, ma'am, why do you need this much potato salad? It's a lot of potato salad. She's I, I, she wants to have fun. I, for one, love potato salad. I'll go on the record. Uh, I, don't, you... I don't put raisins in it, though. I'm not one of those people. You're not a Nicole I, Anthony? I, uh, I love a potato salad, though. Do you make your own potato salads? I have not in a while. Um, but uh, I, I'm a big fan of the uh, the deviled egg type of potato salad. It's got like chunks of egg in there, too. A little yeah. bit of mustard, a lot of mayo, some onion. I'm just prepared for when Navi and I roll up to your place and you're just going to be cooking for us because I'm so excited about that day. Me yeah. too. Chef William. I don't know. Though, whenever they talk about potato salad, I just think back to the potato salad subreddit where it's all just uh, pictures of John Cena. I was I was about to say, bring it full circle with uh, John Cena's sexy high school adventure. The Base like game of the, all time. The the this is one of my favorite internet bits is that that the sub the subreddit that is r slash potato salad is all pictures of John Cena. But the subreddit r slash John Cena is all pictures of potato salad. Uh, love it. It's a great bit. Sounds hilarious. Um. Anyways, can y'all hear me still? I adjusted yeah. my microphone. Okay. Uh. Anyways, uh, they they reach the super duper mega store, and Phineas and Ferb stare in awe at how big and amazing the store is. Meanwhile. Uh, Perry the Platypus is dropped. This episode is very uh, linear. Like all the storylines are kind of connected. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to go that way. Sure. Um, so uh, Perry the Platypus is dropped off at the Park Your Pooch area and gets a call from Major Monogram on a bone phone, which I don't like that word, that phrase. Um, and uh, see, now this is you making it dirty. I didn't say it. But Again, you thought it. It was you. No, you thought it. Um, and then, uh, and Perry the Platypus is informed that Dr. Doof is at the mall, and Perry's like, I can't go into the mission undisguised as so many of my family and friends are around. So he, he dresses up, he's like wearing, uh, uh, sunglasses that are like star-shaped and shoes and a Hawaiian shirt, and then the guy who's dressed just like him says, you look fabulous, and you hear the little fabulous cue, um, in the background, like Mm -hmm. a musical cue. Um, Will, did you like his look as the most uh, usually fashionable on this call? Besides, not usually. You're, you're, uh, you don't like the the haven't done my hair hoodie look. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love uh, it. I love the no, I, like. I like his little hat. <laughs> that definitely would be a hat you wore. Right. I, I'm trying to see if they have pictures of it on the on the Phineas and Verb subreddit. 
or uh, not the subreddit the the Phineas do they Fulky. have a subreddit probably right uh yeah they definitely do i'm gonna go slide in there and post an episode of a podcast maybe not this one wow okay <laughs> no no this episode I, is I, bad no i'm kidding i it's it's called being self-deprecating trying to get the audience to pity us so they listen yeah I mean, they probably already pity us. One of us is watching Naruto from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got a point. Sorry, Navi, I had to. No, it is all good. Uh, I don't know why I do this to myself. Do you? Yeah, do you love my friend Navi or no? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love you for you. Hopefully that's enough for... for okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Doof and Vanessa arrive at the store as well with a long, long shopping list. Uh, and Vanessa is still begging Doof and Shirts for a car. And he's like, you're, you need to, uh, you can't because uh, that's taking the easy way out. And that's not the right thing to do. And Vanessa's like, huh? And he's like, yeah, uh, what's, what do you mean the easy way out? And he's like, oh, if I told you that would be the easy way out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he notices a, ca- a capsule of pizzazium and fin. Infinionite. Infinionite, yeah. Reading it is very different than seeing it, but mm-hmm. Azazium uh, is a extremely rare but oddly commercially available element, uh, which the uses of are currently unknown, and he is excited, and Vanessa is confused, and he's like, uh, Doofenshmirtz pulls out a projector and a screen and shows a black and white documentary on the discovery of Pizazium Infinite. Uh, the yeah, and Vanessa's like, where he got the projector screen, and Doofenshmirtz says that the last capsule of Pizazium has been taken by someone right under his nose, because Baljeet has it. So, um, what did you think of the little documentary? And if you could make up an... Uh, what's your favorite element while we're on this topic? Uh, yeah, it clearly, it has to be zinc. Yeah. <laughs> I love zinc. Uh, but uh, the funny thing is that... Uh... Pizazium infinite. It said Pizazium was element number one hundred and four. Team, uh, which right? it, it just said one hundred four. Which there is also another element one hundred four. It's Rutherfordium, but uh, you know, there's one hundred and four days of summer vacation. And school gets along and, just to end now. And uh, it's a nice little Easter egg that this is element number one hundred four. Pizazium. I misquoted the lyrics. School comes along just to end that. Sorry, it's been a Sleepy morning. Um, yeah. So I had a nerd's rope for breakfast. No, because I have taste. Um, yeah, so Baljeet uh, stole the capsule for his science project, and Buford is uh, going to act as his angry well of meat to protect it. Um, and Doof- Buford's like, hmm, okay. Uh, Doof rages about how he has to go search for it all over this giant store and Vanessa's like, okay, this is an opportunity for me to show that I am responsible and can have my own car. She goes on the hunt and uh, he gives her the Pizazium locator to aid her research. Mm-hmm. Um, and Linda's still shopping. Casey, <laughs> Candace and Stacy, not Casey, uh, they go off to find the perfect present for Jeremy because it's the anniversary of the first time Candace and Jeremy went to Slushy Dog together. And he, we find out that he spilled a cheese dog with mustard all over her. Um, how would how would that fly with you on a first date? Would you ever meet that person again, or no? Um, 
you know, or is it more about the person themselves? Yeah, I I think it's it's hard to it's hard to like, uh, uh, let me let me let me uh. No, I'll 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 tell that story later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, I I think it, it matters about the person. Like you know, minor minor uh, if if someone's accident prone but they mean well, then it's it's hard to you know. It, it matters more about the person, I think, than the than the actual experience. For sure, for sure. Uh, and Candace searches for a gift. She's going to lamps, um, and because Jeremy likes camping, despite St- Stacy's suggestion for a pocket knife or a bow, Candace is like, "No, let's get a lantern." Um, and uh, Balji is explaining to Buford what he's going to use the pizzazium for, and Buford drops the capsule uh, right into Candace's arms. Um, and Stacy even says the perfect lantern won't just fall out of the sky. And then she's like, I spoke too soon. Um, and she says, I stand corrected. Uh, and Perry overhears what the conversation between Vanessa and Doof about the capsule of pizzazium. And he steals it from Candace only to drop it when he bumps into Dr. Doof. And the doctor's like, have we met before? You look very familiar, but you're also very fabulous. Um, yeah. And then fabulous. Perry gives this kind of little little <laughs> rumble noise. Yeah. Doofenshmirtz is like, don't have get upset with me. The, you ran into me. Have we ever tried to do the Perry growl at uh, the three of us? I don't... It's not going to be good. Not for me. <laughs> that, that's my... Because well, it's one of those things, like, I can tell the sound is coming from yeah. the throat more than the mouth, and I, I can't... It's kind of like... Uh, like Rolling your R's. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, no, that's with the tongue. I can do that. <laughs> but it's like, but with my throat instead of my tongue. Yeah. Navi? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if people want to hear about my idea. mouth too much. The ASMR podcast portion of this podcast is now complete. Uh, we are going to return to the plot. Uh, Phineas and Ferb go to the massage chairs and they're like starting to relax. And Ferb is reading when he sees Vanessa approaching. Uh, with her locator, and uh, he pushes he her de- out He of decides it. that Vanessa is better than reading. Yeah. Navi, do you agree or disagree? I'd say I'm still into reading more than uh, <laughs> Vanessa, but you know, you do you. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, the, there's a sharpening cart that's about to like collide with her because it's Belgique and Buford, um, and for lunges and knocks Vanessa out um and the and Vanessa's upset um then she sings I'm me uh and runs around the mall to get the capsule and Ferb helps her um at the same time she's annoyed by Perry the platypus's interference who she recognizes through his disguise Mm -hmm. um and I love one of the one of the few who can do it yeah it's definitely a Charlene trait not a Doofenshmirtz trait that she inherited Mm-hmm. Um, Phineas remains at the chair enjoying the massage chair and he it, he's kind of getting high off the massage because he's like my fingers look like snakes mm-hmm. uh, are y'all big massage chair people I rock with a massage chair I wish I had a massage chair same but I want a good one I don't want like my, my aunt whose birthday yeah. is today I'll text her later uh, has one uh, and it's just like a uh, something you put on the chair like a like a little back 
fit and it's like no i don't like that i want like the comfy ones at the mall mm-hmm. now do you f with the massage chair i don't think i've been on a massage chair enough to really be into it or not i think i, I i'll get back to you on it once i have more macha- massage chair experience perfect yes I'm, I'm anxiously awaiting for that day uh so phineas can't feel his brain meanwhile uh the capsule falls into the vent and it ends up in the ball pit. Vanessa sees it, and then uh, Ferb jumps in with the vacuum cleaner, and Linda walks by and is like, Ferb, aren't you too old to play in the ball pit? And he's like, yes, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and Linda accepts this, walks off, and Vanessa's like, wait, Ferb is your real name? And he's like, it's actually short for something. And he's about to say what it is, but then he is cut off because they find the capsule, and Vanessa thanks him and runs off. Um, what do you think Ferb is short for? Well, I know what Ferb is short for. Is that what the mystery question was last week? Um, Oh, no, 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 no. That wasn't it. That won't come up until season three. Um, But uh, I I think I've seen on on Doofenshmirtz's, uh, not Doofenshmirtz, Dan Pavenmeyer's TikTok uh, that Ferb is short for Ferbs, F-E-R-B-S. And it, it was just this whole big thing of like everyone's wondering what Ferb is short for, and it's just like the same thing but with an S added and and not any like yeah. Anything oh, sensible. we did skip over a line in uh in the other uh episode where Baljeet was like, "I hate F, uh, Ineas and Herb." Yeah, I I did write that down. I forgot to mention it. Yeah, it happens. Uh, anyways, Baljeet and Buford snatch the capsule, and Candace and Stacy chase them wearing helmets and rollerblades. How'd they get rollerblades in the mall? Like, how are they allowed to? But, uh... Um, I mean, it's probably... The store's got everything. I've been watching a lot of rollerblade content as well as diaper content because last night I watched Brink, so... Oh. I was, about, yeah. I was about to ask if you're just, like, watching rollerblading videos on YouTube or something. I mean, the X Games kind of look cool, so... The F Games? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, if if you look at Ferb's page on on the wiki, it's it lists his name as Ferb's Ferb Fletcher. Triple F. Yeah. Um, Doofenshmirtz he he turns on a lawnmower, which joins the party in chaos. Um, whereas Ferb and Vanessa are cooperating, and they are very acrobatic. Uh, Perry enters the ball launcher and catches up with the others and temporarily gets hold of the capsule before Doofenshmirtz gets it once more. Candace, Stacy, Buford, and Belgique crash into a line of shells where Stacy discovers that they actually do make a card for spilled cheese dog with mustard. Mm-hmm. Um, Vanessa swings down to the ground floor on the lantern rope and grabs the capsule, but the rope gets caught in the lawnmower and she is stuck at the top of the escalator, which She's about to get eaten by, but Ferb swings and uh, he cuts the rope and disassembles the mower with a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, so, Ferb is very handy dandy. Yeah, he he really saves the day here. Yeah, uh, and Vanessa thanks him and says she has to get the capsule for her dad. And Ferb uses the ball launcher to send the capsule flying across the mall, landing near the entrance. Doofenshmirtz grabs it, but Perry moves the uh, alarm. Uh, towards the do- uh, towards him, and then it goes off because the capsule hasn't been paid for, and he's mm-hmm. accused of shoplifting and dragged away by the cops. But he doesn't have anyone to curse because uh, he didn't because he didn't care. see Perry move the thing. Exactly. Um, and I am 
kind of on Jimmy Hurst's side. Like, let the man yeah. go play. Like, it, yeah. it, it could just have been a slip of the mind, and then they don't have to interrogate Especially him. if he says he's going to pay, he can, just, he can just be like, my cart is right over there with the other stuff that I'm about to purchase. I was in line. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I agree. A cab. A cab, indeed. All it, am cab. Yeah. All mall cops. That includes you, Paul Blart. Yeah. So, Navi, what did you think of uh, this episode since we haven't heard your thoughts? Uh, yeah. yeah, I really liked the episode. I really liked the the chase scene with all the different parties involved. Um, I like that it was very Vanessa-centric. I feel like it was about time she got her own episode, so I'm glad she we finally got to watch it. Um, and Doof was, uh, Doof was fun, too, in this episode as well. Same with Perry. So, overall, really fun episode. I agree. One last thing I do need to mention uh, is that this is uh, the 69th broadcast episode of Phineas and Ferb. Nice. Uh, just just this half. Like I think if you count every like all the episodes that are half episodes, this is episode 69. Nice. Uh, we love that. Uh, anyway, should we go to a musical break? Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. everybody uh thank you for enjoying that lovely jam by vanessa will is stretching over here excited to get into feedback because i think he has many ideas yeah of his mvp points but first things first navi do we have any questions from the listeners yes we do as always uh we have our frequent feedback giver giovanni and his first question is is vanessa the coolest character of this series um 
I think she's up there. Maybe Stacy is uh, someone I would yeah. also put up there. But yeah, I think I Vanessa, I think the the definition of cool as in like how we know it, I feel like is definitely Vanessa. Like she's like very hip and I just use the word hip. Ew. Uh, <laughs> it was very unhip of you. Yeah. Uh, she's like very cool. She's a badass. She's mm. a bad B. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there any other characters that are really cool? I think Ferb is kind of cool. He's like mellow, mm-hmm. like quiet, cool. Coltrane was a cool dude. He is nosy, of course. Of course. Meep, pretty cool. Meep is very cool. Yeah. But yeah, uh, uh, Vanessa's up there for sure. Yeah. And Giovanni also asks, what's the, odd- what's the oddest things you wanted to buy at the mall? Ooh. I'm not a big mall kid. Like, every time when I went to the mall with friends, I was, like, just, like, the tag along. I had no purpose to go to the mall. I'm not a big shopper. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I like a cool hat or a cool sweatshirt. Uh, there were those hats. <laughs> I do love hats. There was a time when, so I was in, I was in high school and, and um, so we were at uh, honor band auditions. I was auditioning to be in the all state honor band. Uh, and one of my, one of my very good friends in high school, his, his dad was the band director of a school nearby, a nearby school, not my high school, but a close one. Um, so me and, and my friend Chase and my brother, Sam, uh, we went to the mall in between auditions. It was like after we had auditioned, but before we got scores back. Um, so we went to the mall and we went to, uh, Spencer's gifts. Uh, I also thought of Spencer's gifts when Navi asked this question. Uh, and, and we, uh, got a, uh, it was like a magnetic, I don't know if it was supposed to be a fridge magnet or a bumper sticker magnet, but we got a we got this magnet uh and that said uh I heart porn and we stuck it to their high school band's uh trailer. Uh so their <laughs> their high school band trailer had this. This was your rival, right? Magnet. Uh yeah, they were technically our school's rival, yeah. But yeah. I mean for my friend Chase, it was it was his school that his dad was I thought there. you were gonna say for my friend Chase it was an accurate statement. <laughs> No, I mean, who's to say? I don't, I don't know what he does in his own time. But yeah, anything from Spencer's Gifts is probably the weirdest thing you could find at the mall. Do you, does Navi, do they have Spencer's Gifts in Winnipeg? No, I don't know what that is. Well, do you want it's, to explain it as a frequenter? I wouldn't call, I wouldn't say I'm a frequenter. I, I don't even go to the mall that often. There's only I mean, like, who does? There's anymore. only like three malls. Yeah, in the we've state talked of about, we've talked about that you're supposed to oh, yeah, like an yeah, hour and a yeah, half away. Course, that was course, like one of the course. first things we ever discussed yeah. on this podcast. Um, are you familiar with There's an with aquarium that? there, right? Uh, in the Oklahoma City. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, I did go to that mall over uh, Christmas break. Um, we did an escape room there. Uh, it was fun. Did you win? Did you escape? We did. We did. Um, Navi, I, I imagine you're familiar with Hot Topic, yeah? Yes. It's like Hot Topic, but like also with a sex, yeah, adult store. Vibe. The, so, and that like Hot Topic is like the store for all the emo kids, 
Mm-hmm. Spencer's Gifts is the store for all the horny emo kids. <laughs> like it's it's got a lot of stuff similar to Hot Topic, but then they just have like a whole section of sex toys and like like joke sex stuff, like uh-huh. like lollipops that look like wieners and boobies, and <laughs> and like like it, it's, Spencer's Gifts is a good place if you're trying to get like bachelorette party accoutrement, like all all of the like like. Uh, straws that look like wieners and you know all the things that you need that look like wieners uh-huh um i think you get gets those it. at spencer's gifts no i i it seems like my kind of store what can i say <laughs> i'm so excited to go to a spencer's gifts once i'm finally doing the hoochie vet yeah i'll bring the hoochie, hoochie vet, vet with me she would be down for that uh, yeah what is your favorite thing to buy at the store navi at the mall uh, I'm not a big mall frequenter either. Usually I go there when I'm going to EB Games, which I guess is like the GameStop of Canada when I'm like getting pre-orders for games. And like some of the stuff you get in the pre-orders, like if you get like the collector's editions can be pretty weird. Yeah. Uh, I'm sharing yeah. my screen with with uh, what you would get at Spencer's Gifts. Uh, they have a whole all section called Naughty. Uh huh. Um, but when see, you they, said it was they, expensive gifts, but I they also would... have like Golden Girls board game. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like, uh, where where else could you get a Bob Ross Monopoly and a you know personal Don't toy sister. at the same place? I mean. <laughs> Man, I should. Well, you're very brave to not be an incognito. I was about to say I should have done an incognito browser before I did this. It's fine. But you know, games and puzzles. What's Shafarevic? Oh, Shafarevic. This is a a book about algebraic geometry. Okay. Yeah, we don't have to go through all your tabs, but um, yeah. Uh, Anyways, Igor uh, Shafarevich. All about do you think we can get him on an episode? Do you think we could book him on an episode? No, he's dead. Oh. We can do a seance. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. Uh what, what any other feedback questions, Navi? No, I think that's about it Love for it. feedback. So we can get right into our segments here. And why don't we start off with the songs? Um, let's see. Uh, Give Me a Grade and uh, It's Me, I believe, are the two songs mm-hmm. for, uh, or I'm Me, I'm sorry, are the two songs for uh, to put onto the playlist. So first off, uh, does Give Me a Grade make it onto the playlist? And if so, what playlist would you put it in? It definitely makes it onto a playlist like a rock jam, like anti-establishment, but also pro-establishment playlist. Yeah, <laughs> I, I uh, yeah, it, it, there's space for it somewhere. It's it's definitely one like very. I don't know, get yourself pumped up. It's, it's a song you want to mosh to. Mm-hmm. I want to push some people world. around. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it's a song that it it'll go in at, at when we were young fest. Yep. Um, <laughs> I think at this stage, both these songs are in the top 15, but if I had to cut one later, it might be even We Gotta Rock because like if season two is super competitive, then that's like, I like I'm Me more. But mm-hmm. the one thing I didn't like about I'm Me, if we're moving on to that song, uh-huh. is mm-hmm. I feel like there was like 
it could have been I'm number one as like the title as opposed to I'm me. I feel like everything else was like leaning towards like a rhyme of one something for like mm. the chorus, but I don't know. That was the one nitpicky thing, but I jammed it. Vanessa, Olivia also, whenever you can get her to sing, I'm here for it. Yeah, that, that that's that's definitely true. There, there's a lot of stuff where like, this feels like a better version of the truck driving girl song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I liked it a lot. I I vibe as well. It's it's definitely on a play, uh, pump up playlist. Yeah, I agree. Um. All right. So while we move on to uh, is uh, well, I guess for the both of them, there's like not a whole lot of uh. Uh, like what you what are we doing today because like it was kind of like messed up mm. here well because Phineas and Ferb couldn't even do anything today because yeah, the whale exactly. was intruding them <laughs> yeah so, so it's like I don't know the rock concert maybe I would go to that that's better than reading uh especially depending on the artist uh-huh what about you Will yeah I think I think it really depends on the artist whether I'd rather read or go to a concert but I yeah. this one was fun does it look like a fun little outdoor festival I think uh, Coltrane had the best uh, set list for that night. Mm-hmm. Like he 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 had the best set. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in terms of them. yeah, yeah, in terms of the IKEA store, uh, I have read in an IKEA before when my parents were going. So reading is better than IKEA shopping for me personally. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Naomi. Yeah, I've never been to an IKEA. So. Oh wow. Yeah. What about you, Navi? Reading or, or furniture shopping? Oh, reading, 100%. Though I would go to the restaurant at the Ikea. Yeah. I wonder if they have veggie Ikea meatballs. I'm going to look for that. I think they do. I think my mom ordered veggie meatballs there. Veggie balls? I don't know. Well, oh, they have plant balls. I, I um, yeah, I guess I, I've never been to Ikea. I did have some some uh non-meat meatballs recently at a uh survivor watch party and they were very good Ooh. wow non-meat meatballs you said non-meat meatballs it was i i think it was at our uh when we watched the merge episode Love it. they were good they were in this cheer wine barbecue sauce i've never had cheer right. wine cheer wine's great uh highly recommend it's like a cherry soda Ooh, my friend uh, uh, my friend Eduardo made uh, this like gin cherry lemonade drink mm. the other night. It was a little That's too good. sour for me because I'm not the biggest lemonade head. Mm. Uh, no, Jason Curtis Rivera, but um, I did enjoy. Gin tastes too, too much like trees to me. Yeah, that's fair. Like uh, you know, like trees, like the the mm-hmm. the tree. I mean, it comes from juniper. Jan does. But you've tasted trees otherwise? I mean, I know what trees smell like. Okay, that's right. Okay. Anyways, uh, where are we off to next, Navi? Well, why don't we see whether or not Doof impresses Professor this week? So why don't we start off with the nannyinator? Would that impress uh, Dr. Havarti? Uh, it depends on if she has a kid or not. I think it's a very... Uh... I don't know. Yeah, maybe it wasn't super uh, uh, nurturing of a of a nanny, the nannyinator. But I I thought it was impressive. Yeah, I was impressed. I between that and the and the bubbominator, 
I thought the Bumbuminator was hilarious. I feel like yeah, it's one of those so- that, that Dr. Varlick would not be impressed by it. She'd be like, this is stupid. But me, I thought it was funny. Yeah, no, I, I agree with... Uh, I, I think I would have been impressed. And yeah. Will's almost a doctor. He's, he could be a professor. So I, I see to Will on this. Yeah, Bumbuminator is a funny name too. Yeah. Oh God, I'm looking at Will's bookmarks and I, I have questions. Well, I, I'll talk after the show. Okay, so... Oh, just after- clarify. It's nothing scandalous. It's just like uh, a lot of like... Oh, it's the Price is Right. I have the Price is Right losing horn, and I have the uh the ten hour video of the YouTube, the ten hour YouTube video of the guy who goes. I, I don't know if you shared sound. Oh, you. Oh, okay. What the hell is even that? It's the guy who says, "What the hell is even that?" And but, then you also have page uh, one bookmark and the useless web. Yeah, the those were bookmarks I had a long time ago. The useless web is something that takes you to a random useless website. Uh, you just hit a button, and this one is this one pugandarug.com, which is just a picture of a pug and a rug. Here's the problem is that these tabs are behind the share screen thing, so I can't change my tabs because I've got to like stop sharing before I can change my tabs. If I hit the useless web again, uh, this is corndog.io. Perfect for us. Yeah, I'll I'll leave it on corndog.io. It's just some some corn dogs. So that's the useless web. It takes you to a, a useless website. Wow, um, Navi and Will, I have I have a quick tangent. Uh, Nathan just took me on a journey. Uh-huh. Uh In our group chat, me Nathan Navi have. Uh, he asked, uh, "Our aunt has never watched CBB US. Would you say one or two is better?" And then Navi and I both pitched two. And then he says, never mind, she doesn't care to watch. So that, that, that offended me because I got excited for your aunt to watch Celebrity Brother 2 and be swept up in the joy of Tamar Braxton. But then I felt lied to. Mm-hmm. So anyways, uh, yeah. What were we talking about? Episode rankings? Yeah, it's time for the episode rankings. So why don't we start off with the uh, Belgeetles? Where would we put the Belgeetles? And just to refresh the uh, listeners here, our ranking system is, uh, oh, just sorry. I need to pull it up here. Yeah, I've, I've got it here. Oh, okay. All right. So Queen of Mars is the best of the best episodes. Yummy, yummy, yummy is above average. Okay is well, okay. Satellite fell to earth is below average episodes. And then busted is uh, the dumpster fire episode. So far, we, we have no busted episodes in season two. I think if I think if I think if we had been doing this ranking during season one, there would have been like two or three that we thought were busted. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far, um, what's I guess yeah, I didn't realize that that uh, the Baljeet Bollywood episode was season one. I thought that was season two, but yeah, that, that was the, unfair science fair. Um, that would have been that would have been down there. The the uh, the caveman episode would have been down there mm-hmm. but so far we have not we've not been busted yet william where would you have the first episode of the belgitos i think i have the belgitos in uh yummy 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 tier i i think it's uh, i was really close to putting this in in the top tier um 
just uh, like the way I said this earlier, the way the song was integrated with the Doofenshmirtz plot and like those things worked in tandem very well together. Um, that's that's why I thought about putting it so high, but I yummy 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 second highest here. It's it's a very crowded tier for me in the in the almost perfect tier. All right, what about you, Felipe? I was similar to well that I was between two tiers, but different in that I was between yummy, 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 and okay. Like I am gonna end up putting it in yummy, yummy, yummy because I think the Doofenshmirtz plot was really funny, and then the song was great. But like the whale, like started me off on a bad foot. So um, yeah, so I am also a yummy, yummy, yummy for this episode. What about you, Navi? Um, yeah, it's yummy, yummy, yummy for me as well. It could have been Queen of Mars, but I don't know. I thought Candace was just very annoying this episode. And so that kind of put it down to the yummy, yummy, yummy tier for me. Yeah. Um, Will, where, where are you going to put Necessary Roughness? I'm, I'm also going to put it in yummy, 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 the B tier. Uh, I, I really enjoyed both of these episodes. This was a, a, a great pair. Uh, very fun. I liked the little chase sequence. I like any time we get to see Vanessa. Um, this was this was fun. It was yummy, yummy, yummy. I, right. Oh, Navi, you go ahead. If you want. Oh, no, I was about to ask what you were going to put it, okay. Felipe. I put Vanessa Roughness in just okay. I love seeing Vanessa. I love the song. I love, like, that it was, they went for a non-traditional episode here. But I don't know. It was, like, kind of, like, I miss some of, like, the, the regular beats of, like, Doofenshmirtz and Perry like I don't know like there was like it felt like uh, a different kind of Phineas and Ferb show like still in the universe but like not I don't know I, mm-hmm. I can't explain it but I, I it felt okay only okay oh see that's what reason why I kind of really like this episode is because it was kind of deviating from the formula here um it's also yummy 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 for me as well I, I think it's yeah. a really fun episode um I really like the chase sequence, as I mentioned earlier, and it's always good to get Vanessa, more Vanessa yeah. into these episodes. Maybe so. I think there weren't enough, like, there wasn't a ton of, like, dialogue and jokes that, like, stood out to me in this second episode. It was, like, very much chase sequence sort of stuff. I think mm-hmm. that's something because, like, we didn't get a ton of doof uh, and then we didn't really have a ton of Candace. Stacy was on fire, but otherwise, like, it was a lot more, like, action than dialogue. And I like the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the quippiness. Um, but yeah, that, that does it for this rankings uh, section, right? Yeah, so that does it for the rankings. So what we have left is the MVP or who won the episode. So for the Balgeetles, uh, Felipe, who do you have as your MVP? I gave my MVP to Coltrane. I thought Coltrane, uh, was, I loved his dynamic with Stacy. And then I love the like ideology of a summer camp and obviously Baljeet disagrees, but I, I just like, I think he's a cool dude and I like him. Mm-hmm. What about you, Will? Yeah, I thought about giving it to Coltrane just because like w- when's the next time we're going to see him. Uh, I, I think he should get some credit for being here and having a good episode. Um, but uh, I think Stacy was just too good in this episode. I liked, mm-hmm. I liked her, her whole deal with Coltrane. I liked uh, the thing you mentioned about Candace being annoying I think the more annoying Candace was in this episode just like made it more and more clear how good Stacy was in this episode um so I, I thought Stacy was great in this episode and and uh I give it to her yes yeah. 
Well, uh, to the shock of no one, uh, Stacy also gets my MVP point for this episode. She was just on fire. She like understood how to go about uh, wooing someone you uh, have an attraction to. And unlike Candace, she didn't freak the fuck out. Yeah. So uh, yeah, she gets the MVP award for this episode. Um, on to Vanessa. Stacey, Coltrane and Doof for this episode, if anyone cares about my top three. Okay. I didn't have a top three. I was just like, Stacy mm-hmm. won it for me. And that's <laughs> that. <laughs> All right. So on to the necessary roughness. Um, looks like the both of you already have someone picked out uh, mm-hmm. for your MVP. So uh, Felipe, did you want to start us off with who you have? Yes. I picked the baby alien from the beginning of the episode. Um, I mean, Doofenshmirtz takes that creepy biker perv to this dimension and the baby alien understood the assignment and smashes him immediately like a feminist king actually a feminist icon because we don't know the gender of the baby and that was my bad but a feminist icon all right and will what about you i mean she had the episode named after her uh always loved to see vanessa i'm surprised this is our first vanessa point of the season has she been in a lot of season two though i think i think that's the thing is maybe she hasn't come up very much and in, in, I think she maybe was in the Cliptastic Countdown just like briefly, um, but she hasn't been here much. Um, let me just let me just state something. The Star yeah. Nose Mole and Irving both have more points than Vanessa. I find that offensive. Yeah, I mean, I, I think she's been like, it was either last week or the week before where she had the one line where Doofenshmirtz was putting together his, his, uh, diorama and he's like i hope perry the platypus appreciates it and she's like oh you know he's not going to so she's like been around but this is the first episode in a while where she's like been a big center of a plot uh so i'll give it to her yeah i liked her little story with ferb it was it was cute yeah i'm also giving it to vanessa i did not realize she didn't have any points so uh (laughs) until this episode so we need to rectify that and give her a point um and yeah that's about it for our segments here so uh doofenshmirtz still is vastly in the lead with 11 points uh stacy has now climbed up to join ferb and candace in second place with five points i almost gave my point to ferb in the second episode though if i wasn't gonna give it to the baby alien and Mm -hmm. i assumed you were gonna give it to vanessa i was gonna give it to ferb but i thought about ferb but but I, i i think vanessa needed a point I also thought about Phineas because he was living his best life. He was in the massage chairs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Perry the Platypus and Isabella both have four. Carl and Irving both have three. Um, and then uh, there's a load of people with two, including now Vanessa has joined the likes of Mishti, Baljeet, Marty the Rabbit Boy, the Starnos Mole, Phineas, Meep, Elizabeth, and Jenny. All of them have two points. Uh, and then there's a load of people with one point. Coltrane has joined the last place crew of people on the board and is tied with the likes of the baby turtles and the monkey in the shower. Mm-hmm. And Big Mitch. And Big Mitch. And Buford and uh, Nosy, the famously. The aglet. <laughs> yeah. Is that it for this week? I believe so. What's coming up next week, Will? Next week is, I don't recognize either of these episodes. Uh, there's no more bunny business uh, in which Perry battles a new villain, a rabbit named Dennis, uh, and Spa Day. 
So next week is no more bunny business and spa day. Maybe, maybe there will be ones that whenever I see them, I will remember things. But as of now, I don't, I have no idea what's coming up for us next week and I'm looking forward to it. Yes. And yeah, we can start winding things down. William, uh, do you have any pop culture plugs and what's happening on EATB and where can people keep up with you? Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if we, we, I didn't record anything for EATB this past week. Uh, so if, if you haven't listened to our 2021, 2022 special, uh, go check that out. Um, but you can, you can follow me anywhere at Davis comma will, um, pop culture wise. I have been watching the, it's, it's now come to Netflix. It used to, there, it had one season on MTV, a show that Bo Burnham made called Zack Stone is going to be famous in which he played this character named Zack Stone, who was a high school kid who just graduated. Uh, and instead of wanting to go to college, he took all of the money that he was going to pay for college and spent it on having a camera crew follow him around for a few months. Uh, and his whole goal is to try and be famous. Uh, it's pretty, it's very funny. Um, I think his dad is played by the, the, the bully from back to the future. Um, but it's, it's a funny show. Uh, go check out Zach Stone is going to be famous on Netflix. Love that. Love that. Navi, what's, what's coming up for you? Uh, well, you can follow me on Twitter at cause I'm Navi. Um, uh, I guess my, uh, Naruto minute segment here. So I'm finally finished with the filler. So now I'm back onto the Canon story and it's actually kind of good again. And I actually want to watch the show again. Um, as for my pop culture plug, uh, I recently played through the, uh, Resident Evil one remake, which was a lot of fun. Uh, it's really short campaign. Uh, if you do, uh, one of Jill Valentine's and also Chris, uh, Redfield's routes, it takes about 10 hours to get through both so really short game really fun uh if you're into horror or survival horror games uh that's the go-to uh game series to try out so that's my pop culture plug love that love that um in terms of me you can follow my main at what the fleep on all social media uh mostly just a lot of retweeting of the brazilian dragon podcast stuff you said um, follow and- your main does that mean you also have a finsta that i don't know about no, uh, I just count the Brazilian dragon as my alternate. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, That's not yeah. fun. Yeah, my my <laughs> Rinsta is the only Instagram I have uh, besides the podcast account. So, uh, yeah. Uh, do you, do you want a specific? Do you want me to make a Finsta for you? Will just no, it's fine. Only? <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, uh, and then uh, Promised Land. The premiere was on Monday. At the time you're listening to this, go check it out on Hulu uh and i'm excited about that uh what am i gonna plug uh, abbott I elementary not, have not seen that oh, okay yeah <laughs> uh, that's what i should have plugged is abbott <laughs> elementary that's a very good show uh created by quinta brunson go check that out too cool 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 uh and uh i guess uh i watched an episode of monsters at work so if you want to that's my pop culture plug go watch the vending machine episode mm. uh henry winkler is an icon uh shout out to kate who loves henry winkler uh friend of the podcast uh and then uh just the brazilian dragon what we got we got a rugrats in paris pod that should be in your feeds now we have a quince pod that's in the bank uh later today i'm recording a brink pod that will also be in the bank for uh in the near future with robbie freeman and then dragon babies you can listen to the first episode of what you're doing on the dragon babies feed 
because I re-uploaded it recently. Mm. Um, and then I'll be uploading old episodes there every couple of days. Plus, two can't keep a secret. Jay and AJ are going through Pretty Little Liars. AJ has never seen it. Jay has seen it twice. And shenanigans are ensued, if you know the both of them. Uh, so that's, that's super exciting. That's uh, both on the Dragon Babies feed and two can't keep a secret. Its own feed. Uh, did I say a pop culture plug? Yes, the Monsters at Work episode. Mm-hmm. Um, in Promised Land. Have, in Promised Land, of course, weekly. Uh, hashtag uh, a baby's got a doof. Yeah, a baby's got a doof. Um, yeah, and then William, next time we're doing the bunny business. And yeah, the... next time, no more bunny business and spa day. Uh, so until next time, corn dog, corn dog, yummy, yummy, yummy. Bye. What you doing today? I know, you know what you're doing. Isabella Buford, Phineas and Ferb, Candace gonna bust you if you.